What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Not About Wrestling. I'm Chris Lamanati. I'm Stephanie Bowen. Hi, Stephanie. Guess what? Hi, Chris. What? It's June, and you finally changed your calendar. I did. <laughs> it, on the episode that will come out uh, a week prior to this one, um, it definitely was June, and it still said May. People probably just think we do these all at one time. I, I guess so. I don't know. I'm never in here anymore unless, well, that's a lie. I'm in here once a week, twice a week recording, but I don't work out of here. So I don't change my calendar to look at it. That's not where you edit. No, I know. Yes. Yes. This is where I edit. But like my day-to-day work life now is from the office and not mm. here where I worked before, which is why I have the calendar was for those sort of reference things. Gotcha. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people probably think I only own one shirt because after tonight, it'll be my fourth podcast in the same shirt. <laughs> so if anybody watches the podcast, I'll be like, that dude does not own another shirt because he does every podcast in it. You should probably yeah. get a new shirt. Yeah. Um, I don't. I own two shirts. It's all you own. Pretty much. It feels like it. Doesn't it feel like sometimes you own the same clothes? Well, not you. You have like 7,000. I know. It's the oh. Yeah. It's what happens when you work for a apparel retailer. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm pretty up to date on your entire wardrobe at this point. <laughs> based you can on, pick out everything I have. Yeah. I can tell you what, if you ask me what to wear, I can tell do you I, what you should wear. Do I repeat a lot? A handful of times. Yes. Yeah. Because I have my podcasting shirts and I have my working out shirts and I have my going out shirts. Sometimes my going out shirts become my podcasting shirts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you want to get fancy. It doesn't matter. Like, you can't really see usually above the, like, from the top of my chest to my neck. Yeah. But you can't see that area. Yeah, no. And then people who listen can't even see it at all. Uh, I have something wrestling related that I want to talk about. Okay, what do you want to talk about? That dawned on me today. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I was watching something wrestling related or maybe I was listening to a podcast. But first, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Let's say you're going for a job. You're going to be, you're a barista, right? Mm -hmm. You have two choices. You have Starbucks and JoJo's Coffee Shop. Now, Starbucks is, you know, more well-known. Benefits are probably good. Pays pretty decent. But you're doing things the Starbucks way. But at JoJo's... Probably don't make as much, but you have much more freedom to do what you want with the coffees. And you kind of like you can um, you, you're just you're more of yourself. And one of the things that swang you for each coffee shop is uh, you don't know anybody. Everybody, you know, has gone from Starbucks to JoJo's. No one, you know, in the barista community has gone JoJo's to Starbucks. So what would that kind of tell you? Uh, to stay away from corporate things. Right. Right. Okay. This isn't yeah. just about coffee. I'm, I clearly, <laughs> I, can, can you, I can see where you're going, but. Can you, can you name why? anybody that's gone AEW to WWE? No, no. Um, but it, it hasn't been around long enough to really make that jump yet. 
Like people are still in contracts. Over two years. Not, yeah. Sort of. Two years. Exactly. I just, uh, uh, but I mean, it's not just contracts. Like people could get let go. People get, I'm just saying that no one has made any jumps from AEW to WWE, but many people not jumped, but like if they let get let go, they end up in AEW. I just feel like they let their contracts run out in WWE and end up in AEW. I just feel like that's kind of saying something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, you have to look at it too. Like how many people have been there, done that, that aren't going to go back in AEW. So there's a handful. They're more than a handful. Full 40, 40% might be overshooting it. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or people that have gone through the performance center or anything like that, that are just like, no, not for me where they've done that mm-hmm. situation. They worked at Starbucks and went to the, the smaller. I remember what made me think of it. Uh, okay. on 83 weeks, they're doing this thing where they watch a raw and they watch a nitro at the same, of the same day. And they were talking about, like, I was thinking about the people who would show up on nitro or show up on raw, like back and forth, but there's been none of that. It's like somebody will show up on AEW from WWE, but no one from AEW is showing up on WWE. I feel like it has to have happened at least once. And we're just not thinking about it. I'm too lazy to Google. But I could not think, I'm trying to think of the WWE roster and there's no one on the WWE roster that's been AEW. Turn on my looking it up music. I'm going to check it out. What would you even Google for that? AEW to WWE. I don't know. Oh, jump ship. None of the women wrestlers. None of that's what I was thinking it would be. Um, no, if it was anyone, if there is, like, I can't think of it. Not a one. I mean, yes, it's only been two years, but like, you know, contracts of how, how long could some of the contracts be of some of the lower card guys? I don't know. I don't know. Contract amounts. I also feel like anybody who would have been in AEW from the beginning or now like you said, it was either in WWE or they knew before AEW even started that they're not going to go to WWE. Like the Bucks. Like they weren't going to go there anyway, whether AEW started or not. Yeah. Can't think of anybody. Just a fascinating kind of thing. I mean, like you said, it is still early, but we're coming up. Are we coming up on year three? Is year three starting soon? Uh, Dynamite would have been September, October. Mm. Uh, so it depends on when you're counting it by. So this coming September, October would be three years. Yes. Year three. Okay. So maybe that's when we're going to start seeing. So not three years. It would be the start of year three. Yes. Right. The start of year three. So, uh, no, 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 no. It started 2019, 19 to 20, 20 to 21. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Hashtag math is hard. Why would I hashtag? We're not even on a social media platform. <laughs> We're talking. I'm going to get it trending. If you do, if you get that trending, Steph, I'll buy you almost anything you want. Oh, thanks. Um. I will buy you 
a print from our guest today, Mr. Hal Haney. Yes. Ugh, I want them all. I know. Legitimately want them all. He does have a lot of stuff. Hal Haney, amazing artist. Uh, I found him one day on Twitter. And I think it's because, like he said, I don't, it wasn't Vader that retweeted him, but I feel like somebody, a wrestler retweeted him. And I was like, oh, damn, that's awesome. And uh, I followed, I started following his artwork, started following him on Twitter, followed him on Instagram. We became Gosh, creepy, but yeah, well, no, Gina calls it. No, she calls it stalking. My other co-host on the other show, uh, when I tell her it's research, but she calls it stalking in the, <laughs> in the middle of an interview. She tells people, so I was stalking your Instagram page. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you want to say to a guest. Yeah. I say research. <laughs> so I wasn't stalking, but I was maybe was, was stalking Hal because I love his artwork. Uh, I've always been, I'm one of those people where, uh, you know, like people with music, like they love guitar, but they can't play a lick of guitar. Well, I'm the guy that loves art that can't draw worth a poop. I can draw. Okay. But I'm not, I'm in no way how, but the amazing part of his story is not really a trained artist. He just taught himself and one day needed extra money and started drawing wrestlers and here he is now doing commission pieces for Blue Mini and talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin about CPAP machines. It's <laughs> Which is oh. my favorite story. And oh. I need him to like email us that video because I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> a regular rags to riches tale that involves a CPAP machine. Also, I wanted to make the joke, but I feel like he wouldn't have got it when he was talking about the toy. When he talks about the toy and he said he got commissioned from someone in Canada, I wanted to go, oh, RJ City. <laughs> Is RJ making you make a toy of him? Because Why wouldn't he get that? RJ I mean, he probably, he might know who RJ is, but like sometimes, I mean, uh, it went over James's head okay. yeah, <laughs> in our other interview. You um, probably all heard that. So guys. Yeah, RJ liked, uh, he was one of the, like the first likes that I saw when I was looking through. Posts. Oh, oh so maybe RJ's he does know her. Oh, maybe. I would get an, I would get a commissioned RJ City that's entertainment piece. Like I would put him on a, Oh wow. Wait, that, can we do that? Is that exactly what you want? You should absolutely get that. Kind of. I mean, get RJ, RJ to bury you and a signature on it. Let's put, let, I'm just going to put RJ over a little bit more. Like one of my all time favorite. Why do we do th- you do this we, so much. I like, I mean, I like it. He's one of those guys where I'm like, why isn't he more famous? Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's known in wrestling, but like, why isn't he bigger on a bigger stage with like, uh, I, but we've always said that like me and, and Don have always said that, but one of my favorite wrestling t-shirts and I quote it to Don all the time is, uh, I saw RJ city. I, uh, I saw RJ city in person and all I got was entertained. <laughs> yeah. And it's like one of my favorite, that's how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. I saw RJ city wrestle and yeah. all I got was entertained. Yeah, you yeah. guys said that during Dark Side when he popped up in the Nick H episode. Yeah, we got excited. We're like, oh, RJ. We all popped for RJ. Yeah. All right, but this show is about Hal. We got to stop talking about RJ. I know. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's and go hear what Hal had to say. Cashing those WWE bump checks. <laughs> Living large in Canada. Yes. So here's us talking to uh, Mr. Hal. And we're back, everybody. We are here with artist Hal Haney. Hal, how are you doing, man? Doing okay, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Look, 
I mean, I admired your artwork to begin with, but now that I see your wall, God damn. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the, uh, I'm, I got my little autograph collection going here. Oh, so That's those are artists. These are the autographed ones. Like I don't, I don't just like mark out for my own shit and just, you know, decorate it everywhere. These are the ones that actually are signed by these guys. All right. So let's, uh, we're going to walk through it a little bit because for people that aren't watching, for people that are listening. So you, you've got Stone Cold, you've got Sting, you got Blue Meanie behind you is I believe Jericho. Yep. Jericho. So Jerry, the King Lawler. Okay. uh, This is the one I did for Brett and uh, Axe and Smash. And they all signed this one. So I'm sure Jerry appreciated it because he's an artist, but what do you like? And, and, and Meanie would get it, but what does like Stone Cold say when you walk up to him and give him that to sign? Oh, you know what? I didn't even, I didn't actually get any of these signed in person. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, you know, first I just, uh, a friend of mine who works on the Rich Eisen show, uh, his name is TJ. He actually displays some of these like out on his, at his desk on the set. Um, but he, he got Jericho and Austin and, Actually, uh, Vince Gilligan, who's on this other wall over here, uh, for me because the, they were they were coming in as guests. So he just had me send him some prints to sign, and he, you know, so I, you know, that that was it. I didn't actually meet any of these people in person. I've, you know, I've talked to Stone Cold on the phone now, and you know, Meanie's a Meanie's a hoot nanny all day. He sends me all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what's it like to I, now? I've talked to Austin on the phone, but mine was for an interview. What's it like to talk to him? Because did you do something for him? Yeah. Well, yeah. He he found he first he followed me on Twitter, and it was kind of quiet. He did, like I didn't notice it for a few weeks, and then like I went and clicked on his page and it said follows you. I said what? So anyway, so he he was following me for a while, and then he found me on Instagram when I was doing the Austin Rogues Gallery a couple months ago. Um, and he sent me a message just in my inbox and said, uh, Hey, Hal, what's your number? I'm going to call you tomorrow. And I said, what the shit, you know? <laughs> so, uh, of course I gave it to him and he, you know, he didn't call me the next day, but he called me the day after that. And, uh, we talked for like a half an hour. He's, you know, he's exactly what you expect. You know, you listen to the guy on the podcast and that's exactly who shows up on the phone, you mm-hmm. know? Cool. He's a super cool dude. That I feel like that's not the first time I've heard that that he just like picks up the phone and calls people. Like that seems to be oh, it's great. You his know what? move. He's, he's such a talker. You know, it's almost like you like you say hello to him. You answer the phone. It's almost like you've already been talking for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like he's he's already settled into the conversation. There ain't no <laughs> there ain't no bullshit. It's just like right on into it. You know. I think part of it is that's a different generation. Like they actually talked on the phone. And they're cool with talking on the phone. Like now, if you said Stone Cold, you got to text me or something like you'd probably never hear from him. Oh, no, no. He's he sucks at texting. He's uh, he hates it. He's told God me damn, that. son. I'm not going to I'm not going to text you. I'm going to call you. Good. Yeah, I actually I texted him. Uh, oh, this was super cool. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell this story. Uh, while we're in the middle of kind of discussing this and getting to know each other. Uh, I I had like a kind of an anxiety attack in the middle of the night that was kind of started by like sleep apnea, which I didn't know I had. So I remembered a podcast that he did where he was talking to big show and they were 
going back and forth talking about how they both have sleep apnea and they swear by their CPAP machines and all this other shit. So I remember that and I sent him a text saying, you know, saying, you know, I think I got the sleep apnea, you know, I'm thinking about getting the CPAP machine. Like, what would you recommend? And like not five minutes later, he, you know, he responds this long response and then he calls me and wants to talk about it. And he, it, that's a, that's another 20 minute conversation, him talking about his CPAP machine. And then he makes me a video in his house. His Stone Cold sent me a video of him going through his, how, how he set up his CPAP machine and everything, how he sleeps. And it was just the coolest shit ever, man. He didn't have to do all that. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw, I'm never, ever, ever deleting that. I was going to say, you can't get rid of that video ever. <laughs> no, I want. Not. I want a Stone Cold Steve Austin like walkthrough of a CPAP machine. Like I would buy a CPAP machine if Stone Cold showed me how to use it. <laughs> then you take this some bitch right here and you put it on your mouth and you breathe. I can't do a Stone Cold. I think I can, but I can't. You know what? That's not that's not that bad. You know. <laughs> this, don't. I think. That. Are you saying don't encourage him? I think yeah, I don't. Don't make feel better. Steph does not want me to encourage to do any. <laughs> Any type of impersonations. I don't even know if I can do any good impersonations. I've done a couple on here. Normally you're some just, weird ones. Yeah, you're just loud. You just like take it. That, <laughs> I do get I do get loud with my impersonations because I'm not going to do, what am I, like Steve Austin doing ASMR? Like, God damn, oh man. God. God damn. That would well, be you know, well, fantastic. Every, everybody's got a macho man. So just like, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's your base level impression. Everybody else is, is it takes a skill, I think. It's funny you mentioned that. I feel like, Steph, you might have mentioned this in one of our recaps, but I was watching the uh, Warrior documentary on A&E and they showed the Macho Maniacs doing a promo. And at one point, like Warrior was doing like a Macho Man impersonation, like he wasn't purposely trying to do it. But the way he was talking was very Macho Man-esque. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I feel like everybody, not only does everybody think they could do the Macho Man, everybody tries to do the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. You. Yep. You've done the, I, that's one of my favorite ones. I, I think that's how I found you, the Macho Man gallery that you did. Or what, what do you call them when you do all of the faces? Like, uh, that, that, that was the very first one of those I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was called 50 Shades of Madness. Uh, basically, it's, you know, I had done kind of the rosters with all the different wrestlers before. Like I did a, an ECW one was the very first collage I did like that. And then I did a WCW Cruiserweight division like later that summer and then i did the aew when they first went to dynamite that's it was like kind of their opening day roster and then after that uh i just i just want that was a christmas present to myself just to do you know to do that macho man one you know i just thought it would be funny just to have like 50 fucking macho man heads you know (laughs) all going it's so funny because they all look so alike like it's crazy just like the little tweaks but it's just so overwhelming seeing all of those on one page i was scrolling and looking i'm yeah. scrolling and looking for it now, again now so so uh, how do you do how do you do that do you like do you do the face first and then you add what it is like how, how does that work oh i mean well i mean like it like in what way like how, how does which part so like macho man like she's saying like you did a lot of them with the beard and the like like how do you space it out do you just go okay this one's going to be this one do you know what's going to be what do you just start drawing like do you draw it on another piece of paper first to kind of figure out what you're doing no those i'm just winging it like you know i, I basically before i do it i make up a list of you know like 60 different possibilities or whatever and then kind of just whittle it down to 10 
but a lot of the 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 placement and spacing and all that stuff is kind of based on colors. Okay. So I, like when I'm when I'm drawing in black and white, like in pencil and then in inks, I have to be thinking about like what color is this motherfucker's hat? Like because mm. if it's the same color as his, you know, as his uh his jacket in this next one that's gonna wash out, you know, like all that kind of shit. That's one of the things that I like about um I mean I love a lot of things about your account, but one of the things I like about your account is you show the process of doing one of these. So it's like, first you kind of sketch it out. You like do all the circle faces. Like this is where everything's going to go. Or if you're doing like one of the comic book covers, it's like, okay, well, here's half of it. Here's Hulk about to take the earthquake, you know, oh, yeah. uh, drop. Like I, I like how it's like a process of it's like, okay, now come back later and I'll show you how I got to the next step. Was that an intentional thing? Or did someone just ask you like, Hey man, can you show like going through the steps of this? I honestly, you know, all this shit, I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know, making it up as I go. Uh, I, I just kind of thought that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> like when I, when I first started out, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll just post a sketch and then I'll, then I'll post it with the inks on it. And then I'll post it colored. And, you know, I just kind of got into a pattern of doing that. But what, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really like a, a thought, you know, it was just kind of, I, this is the way it's supposed to be done. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. I keep scrolling through everything. I'm just obsessed with these and I don't, when did you start drawing or knew that you could do this? Uh, this specifically, not till, you know, not till like 2017, really. Like I, I, I haven't been at this very long. Like I, before I was doing this, actually the reason I got started doing this was just to try to make some extra grocery money. Cause I was a stay at home dad. And, uh, that's just kind of what our situation called for. So I was, I was at home and I just needed to, you know, to contribute some grocery money. So I just kind of started drawing. The first thing I did was this WCW versus WWF thing where they kind of like facing off it's in landscape, you know, it's different from the other one anyway. But, uh, so I did that with, you know, like dollar store fucking markers and pencils and like real, like, like shitty paper. And I posted it on Twitter and, uh, big van Vader, the late great Leon White saw it and retweeted it like twice and told me how much he liked it. And I was like, wow, well, this this might have a, a little bit of a future, you know. So after that, I just kind of like, thanks. Thank you, Vader. Uh, I just kind of started keeping at it, keeping at it. And then eventually it turned into a like a real job, you know, God but, forbid. Yeah, <laughs> but you obviously have like an art background. You didn't just start doodling and come out with this. Well, I mean. I didn't go to art school. I've been drawing since I was a little kid, but you know, I didn't really ever do anything with it. I was like, you know, like I'm in, I'm 39 now, like in my twenties, I spent my twenties like working construction jobs and playing fucking punk rock bands. Like I didn't really take art seriously. I did art, but it was just for me. It wasn't like anything I was thinking about as a job or a future of any kind. That shit didn't come along until it was absolutely necessary. So you said you wanted to do it almost like as like side money. At what point did you go, okay, these are selling well enough. This would actually be like a legit gig. That's actually like 2019. Like when it started turning into a real job was when Matt Cardona found me and had me do one of him. You know, I had, I started doing those split face things and they got a little bit of attention. Uh, Like I did the Hogan and the Sting and the Savage, like this, this thing right here. and by then Cardona had seen him uh, and he wanted one done of himself. So I did one for him 
And then uh, Heath Slater wanted one. So I did one for him. And uh, and then, you know, a couple months after that, I guess it, I guess it was more like three or four weeks after that, uh, I got a, an email from Sasha Banks all of a sudden. I was like, holy shit. OK, so this is this is going somewhere like my following has started kind of picking up. And yeah, and she wanted stuff. She wanted me to do a, like a birthday present for Bailey, which was super cool. So I got to do that, you know. And ever since then, it's just been kind of like steady, like commission after commission after just steady work. You know, I got so much now. It's like, I don't even know if I can get it all done in time, but I'm going to damn well try. Yeah, you know? that's wild. It's like, how, how do you have time to come up with your own ideas now when you're doing so many commission pieces? These, well, okay. Like today I started this Michael Jordan thing. Uh, yeah, I don't I know if Chris one. has seen it yet. I saw that. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a sanity project. Like, you know, I can do everybody else's art and that's fine, you know, like, but that's like, it's a job, job kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get to be creative and, and kind of do what I want. Nobody's really standing on my balls about all the details and all that shit. But at the same time, you know, it's not entirely my idea. So, you know, I have to kind of take these breaks in between the paid commission jobs and just do shit that I want to do just so I can avoid the fucking burnout. You know, mm-hmm. stave it off a little while longer. Mm-hmm. I yeah. figured this Jordan when I got one more week where I'm not going to be burned out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So when you are doing the commission pieces for other people, they're telling you like specifically what you want, or do you have that artistic liberty to go kind of wherever you want with it at times? Oh, well, most of the time, I mean, people kind of come to me with like a loose idea. And I and I enjoy doing those too, but like, you know, it's it's not a hundred percent my idea. So that, you know, that's all I'm saying. But uh no, everybody's you know, pretty cool. There's sometimes people want just a little bit too much particularity, you know, like back off. I can handle this. I've done it before, you know, <laughs> the uh, expert here. Have you ever turned anyone down for something they wanted? Oh yeah. I have to, if I took everything, I, I, I'd never fucking get a break. You know, mm. I just, I basically just, you know, I, I do enough to, to stay ahead of the bills, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> True. As long as, I, yeah. as long as I can stay ahead of the mortgage, I'm okay. Yeah. What do you do when you, I know, I know you said you go with like colors on the smaller ones. So I'm going to assume that you do that when you get to the bigger scale, but when you get to the ones where it's like the split faces, let's take a guy like Jericho, for example, he's had a million different looks over the years, but you went with two very specific looks. Like the one is like the, the lion, lion heart. And the other one is like new Japan kind of look. So how do yeah. you decide which looks to go with? That was actually a commission. This guy, the, the guy that I did this for wanted those too. Okay. Like, so like, cause I, there are, there are way too many to pick, you know, Jericho, especially takers. Another one. Yeah. This guy, the guy that, that ordered this, he, he picked those two. And, but the rest of them are just kind of like, which, which two are my favorites more than anything. It's not, it's not really, you know, like, like this, the stunning Steve, that was all me. You know, I did like the stunning Steve with the with the hair and the vest, like when he when he lived in my hometown of Douglasville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the Stone Cold. Now that was a pretty easy call for me. I, I don't know if you could see. I'm going to twist a little slightly off camera. I got a stunning Steve uh, action figure hanging right above because that's oh, also nice. that's also one of my favorite uh, versions of Steve Austin. I was into Steve Austin. Well, I, I'm gonna, I was into Steve Austin well before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was a super fan back then. Oh, but yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> versions of Stone Cold. I love the Hollywood Blondes. And it's funny when you did the Stone Cold 
but the the faces of them, the collage, like I'm looking, I'm like, where's Pillman? Where's the yeah. Hollywood blondes? And oh, there they I are, like it. front and center. Well, see, like Stone Cold hasn't had like a shitload of different looks, mm-hmm. you know, to pick from. Like somebody like Macho Man, where he's like, I mean, like Macho Man is he wears like different shit every match, just about. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's you know, I probably could have put 50 more on there if I wanted to. Gotcha. But uh like Austin, he's got like you know, a few different looks and then some movies and stuff like that. So you got like, if you're doing 50, you got to kind of fill it up with some guest appearances kind of shit, you know, mm-hmm. got to put Tyson in there, got to put McMahon, you know, fucking, uh, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Paul Heyman, all those guys. Yeah. I thought that would be a cool one to do as the like split face one to do the Hollywood blondes. Yeah. I want to do that. I, I, I want to get back to doing some of those uh, those tag teams. I've actually got three or four of them drawn and ain't that just haven't colored them yet because I haven't had time. <laughs> right. I know. I was looking through to see once I saw like the different times of the character, I was looking to see if you had done tag team ones and saw a couple. I was like, oh, that'd be yeah, a cool one. Uh, I think I've done 10 or 11 of those. Uh, the first one was the, was the Road Warriors. I, they're my all-time favorite tag team, but you know, so I figure anything, any kind of tag team stuff. The first one's got to be the road warriors. Two part question. One, uh, how many different projects do you typically have going on at the same time? And two, 10 bazillion. Yeah, I was going to say, you must have a lot because you said you get sick of them. So like, I can imagine like, let's just say, for example, you're working on an Austin. You're like, I'm sick of looking at Austin space. I'm going to go to Jericho. I'm going to move over like that. So how many do you have going on at one time? I know it probably feels like 10 bazillion. That's number one. And number two, like, do you get to the point? Cause I sometimes do this with writing that you come up with so many ideas that you're like, all right, fucking knock it off with the ideas. There's not enough time in the day. Just yeah. throw them somewhere and do what you have okay. to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that is a little bit of a loaded question. I've, I've got seriously in my phone, I've got this list of probably a, a couple of hundred just different ideas, brainstorming bullshit, and writing it down like a, like a fucking stand up comic or something in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, I just kind of write, I just jot them down in my notes or whatever. And then like a couple months later, I might get to it. And then this, you know, the spark will still be there. I might do it. You know, I, I might not, you know, I might never do it, but you know, there are some of these bigger projects like the collage, the collage ones, they take upwards of 50 or 60 hours to, from start to finish. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of long days to get something like that done while other things are going on. So a lot, most of the time when something big like this is happening, I'm trying to keep all the other shit, you know, on the back burner until it's done so that I can, so I can do it. But occasionally like that, the Austin one, I had to take a break from and do um, a couple of the comic book ones that were commissioned because I didn't want them to be late. And, you know, yeah, but uh, that one for Tenta, for uh, John Tenta Jr., I had to take a break from the, um, from the Stone Cold one I just finished for like a week just so I could do that one and another one. Cause they take, you know, forever. Cause I'm a fucking dinosaur and I can't do digital art. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can barely work this fucking phone. Um, Steph, did you freeze? She did. Steph froze. Whoa. That's a first. Holy cow. That's never happened before. I saw an Etsy. It says over 4,500 sold. What's the biggest seller out of them all? That's, I don't know. It's probably something like, um, uh, like the Mortal Kombat one, or uh, oh, really? Yeah, or uh, the Rose the Rose Galleries do they 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 do pretty good, you know. Like 
the uh, especially the like oh the the Ninja Turtles one. That's that's another one that's that does pretty good. You know, I, I did see though. Uh, I don't know if it's just like a selling tactic. I did see that it said uh, for the AEW roster one. It said eleven added this to their shopping cart. So I'm guessing. Oh, I I don't know what that means. I, I mean, it's, I guess somebody's put it in the shopping cart. Oh, I, I thought like maybe they're trying to either get me or I thought like that was telling me what the top seller was, but they're trying to get me to add it to my shopping cart. It worked. I'm yeah. like, Oh, that, that looks good. I honestly wish I knew more about it. Like I'm, I just kind of like, that was the first place I saw that you could even sell your art. And mm. you know, that's, that's the only place I've ever tried really honestly. Well, yeah. I, what I love about your story is like, <clears throat> it's not like you went to art school for all these years. You were like, I can draw. I'm going to put one of these online just for fun. It became a thing. You now let you admit, like, I don't know how to like scan. I don't know how to use, do this. I don't know how to do that. No, no. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm seriously. I'm just, I'm just winging it, man. Like I'm, I'm just doing everything I can to the best of my ability. And you know, if I know enough to get me through and uh, then great. And if I don't, well, I guess I'll have to sit down with a YouTube video or something. <laughs> have you considered doing that? Like my daughter, uh, my eight year old daughter, she's obsessed with like watching YouTube videos of people drawing. And then she tries to draw. Have you thought about stuff like that? Yeah, I have. Uh, I just think like, you know, I wouldn't teach me in, in art school. You know what I mean? Like I, I, one of my best friends is an art professor and the way you know, he learned it of like a very classical style, like everything is very orthodox and you know, like he knows all the fundamentals. Of everything. I, I really don't. I'm just, you know, I'm just guessing. So if for, for me to go and like draw and put it on, you know, put like a tutorial or anything like that. Like I have to know what I'm doing enough to tell anybody else what to do. Dude, you've yeah. sold 4,500 pieces. You have a, like, you do know what you're doing. Like, I feel like you're kind of selling yourself short here. You know what you're doing. I feel like people, okay. So maybe you're not teaching the quote unquote proper way to draw or something like that, but like, who cares? Like if I learn to draw like that, like who, like, who gives a shit? Oh yeah. Well, I, I could, I could, I could teach some, you know, I could teach some basics, you know, mm. but I, I'm, I'm just not much of a teacher. <laughs> uh, Steph is back. I'm she's, back. She's, she's I don't back know what on. happened. And I actually, I, it's okay. I was actually just explaining to how, how you want to commission a piece of just you in the middle and all different hangman pages <laughs> all around. All different. Oh, ones. we got, a, we got a little hangman crush happening, do we? Well, little, little. <laughs> He's fucking dreamy. Little. He is. Millennial cowboy. <laughs> Little. Um, so let's also go back to, I mean, you seem like you are a fan of a lot of different. I mean, are you a fan of all the things that you draw? Like you're obviously yeah. a wrestling fan. Are you a Mortal Kombat fan? Are you a Ninja Turtles fan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that Mortal Kombat one was, was one of those sanity projects. You know, that's, that was, you know, I just kind of wanted to do it and I wanted to do it the way that i remember mortal Kombat from you know when i was growing up you know so i didn't i didn't i didn't go past that's why it's the 90s like i didn't go past like 2000 when i'd stopped playing it you know by then and all that stuff like all the new ones i'm sure they're great they, i'm sure they you know they're entertaining i just you know all my all my video games are old because i've been, always been broke i can i can't <laughs> i can't buy fucking new shit you know <laughs> I still, um, my, my super nintendo still works <laughs> there you go. I have, yeah, my super NES. I saw you are designing a toy. Yes. Um, I can't say a lot about that, but uh, uh, this fellow up in uh, Canada had me and my graphic design partner, Blame Boogie. 
awesome name. Design, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why he's called that, but he but he's called that. Um, so, but his name is Paul. Anyway, uh, Paul and I have been doing these, uh, like I'll just design a, the toy and then he'll digitize it for me and kind of paint it up and dress it up. And it's officially licensed stuff. And I'm thinking it's supposed to be on the shelves somewhere this fall hopefully if everything's still on schedule but i don't know i really just can't i can't say right. a lot. have you been approached to do any like comic books or graphic novels or anything like that i have but they're those are so involved it, it has to be worth it and like so far it really like it, it this hasn't been you know i haven't found the right kind of project for that for the time it would take me i would need to be you know paid commensurately <laughs> like i said i'm slow I'm, I'm slower than you think i am when it comes to this stuff what happens if this turns into like a legit full-time job where you have to like actually get people not to help you with artwork, but to get you like to manage the day-to-day of it? Have you thought about like the steps forward? Where's my gun? <laughs> really? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm trying to grow, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to grow so much. I can't do everything myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd rather, you know, I don't want to be some like gigantic fucking thing. I just I want it. I wanted it all be managed out of my little twelve by twelve bedroom office in here. You know, you can still do that. I've I've heard from many commercials on podcasts that you could do a lot with QuickBooks, and you get you get a virtual you get a virtual assistant. You get some QuickBooks. I mean, you can still do all the artwork. Someone is doing the day to day. You pay a nanny to watch your kid. Like you could kind of figure this all out. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> That is is fantasy land. Can you tell what world I live in? (laughs) Oh, man. Right, right. Um, Oh, I was reading earlier your story about your Hulk Hogan interaction (laughs) and would love to actually hear you tell that story. As would I. All right. So it's uh, 1999 at uh, Phillips Arena in Atlanta. I'm uh, 17. And... uh, we, me and a buddy of mine had gone to see Nitro and the main event was, uh, Hogan and, uh, I think Brett and Flair. And I think it was against DDP and Luger and Stank. Uh, actually Hogan wasn't in the match. He was, he was injured. You know, we, our seats were kind of over there by where the stage and the, and the, the aisle were like kind of in between. So after the match, like Hogan runs in and makes the save and the baby faces win and like, you know, we, so after the match, the show goes off there and, you know, everybody runs over to the aisle to, to try to shake hands with Hogan and Sting and everybody that's walking back and back. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my fucking hand out waiting for Hogan to, you know, to give me the, give me the slap, you know, and he's, he's selling, he's selling the finish where he's like, he's like limping back, you know, and uh, this fucking little jackass punk fucking kid gets up on this chair. I'm standing on the floor in front of a chair and this kid gets up on a chair and he fucking right as Hogan's going by, this kid throws his fucking drink on him on Hogan. So, and Hogan fucking like this, this is, this is it right here. Hogan's walking past me. He goes, (laughs) so, so I'm right there. And like Hogan's like, Right here, my face is probably like three feet away from my fucking face. And he thinks that I threw this drink on him because he didn't see this little fucker throw it. So, uh, yeah. So I remember that. I remember that dead eyed stare like like it was yesterday, man. He looked 
he looked really fucking mad. And boy, he is like you think Hogan's big, and then you see him up close, and you're a high school kid, and he is he's a large man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're lucky it was the end of the show. You might have gotten booted if it was like near the middle or beginning. No, yeah. Well, they finally it took him a few seconds, but the security guards actually saw the kid do it. Oh, like, okay. Hogan, Hogan didn't see. Hogan thought it was me, mm. but the security guard that was you know right next to the rail or across the aisle or wherever saw the kid throw it. He goes over and grabs the kid, and then I guess they, you know, took him and his dad aside and you know, why don't you? teach this kid some manners you know he's probably he's probably fucking 12 years old you know like, i don't know have you ever thought of commemorating that moment with a drawing oh well i suppose i could before this moment <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that'd be that'd be funny uh, that'd be funny i haven't, haven't thought about how that one would go yeah, i mean you uh, have that facial yeah. expression burned in your brain now <laughs> i do it's there I mean, forever if you could do it where like it's over your shoulder and it's Hogan, and you could somehow see that he's drenched with a cup. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the artist, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I would do the how I do the fucking covered in Pepsi look. That'd be. I'd have to do all that in color. Like put I put I the color. cup on his head so that the drink is like pouring yeah, down I mean, him. I, I could. I could absolutely embellish it. Like you could just have the the cup. The cup would tell the whole story. Look, dude, it's wrestling. Everything gets embellished, so yeah. your story can 100 percent be embellished, and no one's gonna. I mean, it might get uh, it might get talked about on a couple like uh, websites <laughs> saying like artist yeah. Hal Haney remembers dumping a soda on Hulk Hogan's head. <laughs> Things I like didn't that. Do it. Hogan, if you're watching this, I didn't do it. I swear, I'll kill you. <laughs> you might get the conversation with Hogan at that point. The, oh, the, the great thing about it is, let's say you met Hogan tomorrow and you brought it up. He would have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> like, no, this, this is 20, 22 years ago. There's no way. Literally you know, no I, idea. I don't know though. See, like if if how many times has he had like a, a drink thrown on him, like by a little kid at the end of a show, like while he's a baby face, mind you, not you know, like he's like he's he's doing the he's doing the red and yellow. That was the the red and yellow ninety-nine. Mm. 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 I don't know how many people threw drinks on him when he had the red and yellow on. <laughs> Good point. I feel like maybe in the beginning, that's why they turned him they turned him heel. Because maybe yeah. at some point they were. Uh, I'd also want to suggest if you did like, I'm just going to be, I like you don't have enough work to do. I'm going to give you a bunch of gallery ideas. You oh, should right do like your iPhone notes. Yes. Add us to your iPhone notes. You might even have it on there. The worst of WCW. So just do all the stupidest gimmicks that they've had over the years. Okay. So like the dog. Uh, yeah. You know, I, the Zodiac. Um, yeah, you know what? Johnny B. Bad. I, I, I thought about doing like a Hogan. Versus the the Dungeon of Doom kind of deal. I thought, thought that would be funny. You know, That's nothing a, else. But there's actually some legitimate like stars in the Dungeon of Doom that were you know, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of jabronis too. But you know, they had fucking Lex Luger was in it, but kind of half ass in it for a little while. Vader was in it. Yeah, you know, that'd be fun. You, you could do the one where the giant. And I don't know if Steph, have you ever seen this? Oh, when the fucking the, giant was in it. Of course, the giant and the Yeti were humping Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. in the middle of the ring. Oh yeah. So, so Steph is Steph. Mm-hmm. Steph is a newer fan. She's not. She was probably ten when WCW was big. But so there was this thing called the Dungeon of Doom, and it was these really weird, mythical like John Tenta uh, Earthquake was the shark where his face was painted like a shark. 
There yeah. was uh, Brutus Beefcake was uh, the Zodiac where he looked almost like a Zodiac symbol. And he had this like weird. It was this weird collection of good wrestlers in terrible gimmicks. So they brought out, as Tony Schiavone called it, the Yeti. It was the Yeti. And it was this six foot ten dude, huge, wrapped up in. He was supposed to look like a mummy. I'm looking at it right now yes. um, on Hal's page because. Oh, it's on there? Hal, well, no, Hal had asked about the best goofy gimmicks you were going to do a 50 oh, yeah. well, then, of that. The, I put the Yeti. And There's I'm, a couple of the guys from Dungeon of Doom on there. Like the, the Zodiac is in it and the Yeti is in it. Did mm-hmm. you wait? Did you actually do that one? Is that posted? I'm looking at your original, yes. like, hey, drop your goofy gimmicks on here. Oh, no, I actually did that it's later okay. on. It's from a couple of months ago. I don't know when, but it was, it's a couple of months ago. Okay. Okay. Scrolling for it. But I was Maybe looking like at the actual, like, photo you posted. It's like a little collage of that has the Yeti on it. So, so when the Yeti debuts, Hulk Hogan's in the ring, the giants on one end and the Yeti's on the other. And they like sandwich Hulk Hogan in between the two of them. And they don't really know what to do once they sandwich him in between. And they just kind of like start dry humping him in the middle of the ring. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Like they legit, like the Yeti is like going like this, just like dry humping Hulk Hogan. I did not, I did not order Halloween Havoc that year. I think that was the Halloween Havoc 95. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. It, it it goes down in like one of the crazy like I I don't even know I, Kevin Sullivan came up with the idea of the Dungeon Doom I'm assuming because he was the head of it and he was booking at the time all crazy ideas but something like that would probably be amazing do you do you sometimes find that people like make suggestions or like or they can want to commission stuff and you're like really like you want to commemorate that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I get some. I get some really weird requests. You know what I'll do? I'll let you in on a on a weird, a very weird non wrestling request. The weirdest fucking request I've ever gotten in my life, and it was scary. And I had to block the guy. Oh god! Just just let just to preface. So this motherfucker sends me a message, and he says he wants. As after I started doing the Fifty Shades gimmick, and he goes. I want you to do uh, Fifty Shades of Richard Ramirez, but I, but I want him in fifty different rugby shirts. Okay, so right off the bat, we're this is fucked up. I can tell it's fucked up, and I'm not going to do it. Like I've already like this. Of course, I'm not going to fucking draw this motherfucker fifty times. So then, before I even answer, he's he's sending me fifty different pictures of Richard Ramirez and then 50 different pictures of the fucking rugby shirts that he wants Richard Ramirez to wear in this thing. <laughs> and so he sent me like a hundred and some odd messages on Instagram. And I'm just going, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so of oh. course I didn't do it, but I you know. Know. You're like, he's, uh, we should probably turn you into the police. Yeah, I was going to say, at what point is at any point you're like, I should probably report you. No, I just blocked him. I mean, I, I, he, he turned out he was in England. So I was like, you know what? At least there's an ocean between me and this fucking creek. <laughs> It'll take him a while to find me. God almighty. Yeah. Well, um, how would a guy in England get into a serial killer in the United States? Like, I don't know. That I have boggles no my idea. mind. I mean, but- Clearly, this guy like worshipped Satan, or so I have no idea what the fuck he was into. But I blame Netflix. Was, 
it was some bad shit. When was this? (laughs) When did this request come through? Um, probably it's about a year ago, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, was the Richard Ramirez shit out last summer? This one, uh, the Netflix one was 2021. There was one that did come out last year. Yeah, so this guy just like he just liked the fucking Night Stalker and like I think he was he was like writing his dissertation on him or something. I don't know what his problem was. Of course, because I mean every every serial killer needs seven documentaries about them. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. Yeah, there's an excessive amount. Steph is also you know what though? My wife would watch every single one of them. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking she's a murder mark. She will <laughs> fucking sit and watch murder. I'm actually going out of town for a weekend, and her plan is basically to spend the entire time that I'm gone watching murder. Yeah, because it's... I I can watch it, but I can only watch so much murder. You know what I mean? Like I need uh... some, I need some superheroes, or I need some basketball, or so I need something. I, can't I don't know. Yeah, murder. I don't know what it is about us women and just watching true crime. It's such a, a big thing for us. It's it's mm-hmm. my thing, too. Well, I mean, let's so let's talk about that. So I'm sure you watch all of the dark side of the rings and stuff like that. Yes. Do you think like does your wife enjoy those? Does she watch those? She yeah, I think she's seen a couple of them and she's liked what she's seen. That's kind of like if if there was a good like gateway into wrestling. Like a murder. Her, that would be it. You know? If there was a good like, murder in one of the wrestlers, you'd be like, yes, as long as if some as long as someone has died a brutal death, she will watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's can I guess that she watched the Benoit? She knew that story. I don't think she watched that one with me. She might have. Okay. Well I'm gonna look if I'm gonna recommend any she watched, of her- she watched the uh the, the Dino one. Okay that had a murder. Yeah, uh, Dino uh, Dino Bravo and uh, so Dino Bravo and um, another good one she would like would be Gino Hernandez. Yes, n- another murder. Yeah. Bruiser Brody, good murder. Yeah. Yo, she wa- yeah, she watched Bruiser with me. That's right. Uh, another murder. Last week's episode very alarming. No murders though, just pedophilia <laughs> and incest. Now, yes, and she and she's she's into that too. Not into it, <laughs> you know. Like don't like don't fucking call defects. Uh, she's you know. She's uh, she. Let's just say she's she's been through some shit. So like she likes she deals with it by like kind of watching documentaries about it. Mm-hmm. So she would you know she would uh, like that one. So I I want to tell you a story, but first I want to make the joke that I was going to make. You got the fifty pictures and you trace the IP back to in your house. You're like. <laughs> The person's in my house. Someone sent me 50 pictures in your house. It's your wife getting the Richard Ramirez picture. Oh, that was the joke. That was the joke I wanted to make. But I wanted she, to tell you something. She fucking wishes she could rib me that good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and they just put 50 pictures of Richard Ramirez and rugby shirts on your kitchen, uh, uh, on your fridge. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But what you were saying about uh, people going through traumatic things. So uh, I used to work for a men's um, lifestyle website. And I had a freelancer once write an article for us. It was right when uh, I, I don't think it was COVID, but it was something going on. Like it might have been like when all the rioting first happened. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, she did this piece about how when she gets super anxious, she watches movies like John Wick 
and things like that, yeah. like with high body counts, like huge bloody murder movies. And she thought yeah. there was something wrong with her. And she talked to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is like, no, that's actually normal. That's why when COVID first happened, like everybody was watching outbreak and contagion and things like that, yeah. because it feels like you can kind of control what happens to you through what's going on in the movie. Yeah. I bet walking dead got a lot of plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, her, her, her downright obsession with, you know, all things cold case files, mm. you know, she, Oh my God. And like I survived, like that's her fucking drug. I know? Hate she loves that shit. <laughs> she fucking loves that shit. I hate that show. Dude, have you ever seen Stephanie? Have you ever seen I don't know the, that I've like, seen the, that one. The more, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's no okay. go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of different shit. These people survive. Like a lot of it is like these, like kidnapping, rape, attempted murder shit. Like she, she loves that stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And some of it's just like a bear attack. She loves those too. Like, like an accident on a fucking, uh, some kind of farm equipment where some guys land on the side of the road with no fucking hands, you know, uh, you know, but she, she likes the violent stuff. The more violent, the fucking better. N next time but, she's, but not violent, not necessarily violent, like war, but she hates war movies. Hmm. But that's really nothing but murder. Just, you know, government sanctioned murder. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a lot of people just losing parts and shit. She hates fucking war movies. Loves the true crime. It's got to have a guy with a knife at the fucking window. I can't do unrealistic murder movies. Like, I can't do horror movies. But I can like do you, things that are, like, like super real. No slasher films, but I can watch any other thing about murder watch all the svu in the world and everything like that but i can't watch horror movies hmm so you don't even like which the is ones weird where, where it's not like where it's not like a like a jason or a freddy or anything like that like like the ones where it's just like a girl alone and she's you know there's it's dark and there's a guy and she's she doesn't know what to do like she's stuck in that like that kind of shit is, the, is my wife's favorite stuff you know yeah i'm more the the like psychological side of things like i can't yeah. watch like a saw or scream or anything like <laughs> yeah. that which is so weird like things that are so far-fetched i'm like no i can't watch those but give me give me the thing that might actually happen to me <laughs> like it's oh weird. yeah yeah that's still one of my favorite commercials i feel like it's geico when there's like it's supposed to be a horror movie and they're like, let's jump in that running car. And she's like, are you crazy? Let's go in that garage full of chainsaws. <laughs> and they're like, and the guy, they all run into the garage and the murderer just standing there like, like, what the hell? What are you doing? And I think I think it's a Geico commercial. You've done some horror movie ones before. Like, I feel like I saw a Freddy and a, was it Freddy and Jason? Yes. Oh, you know what? That's, that's another one of those. Uh, one of the best sellers is that Ash. I did an Ash versus horror one where it's like all the horror characters and then Ash from Evil Dead uh -huh. is like like kind of you know so that one that one does well. It just depends on you know who finds it. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. That's like if somebody retweets it, like you probably see like a spike in in sales. Not necessarily like even what they're retweeting, like not even that one. Like just people being exposed to your page and buying the other stuff that's on there. Yeah, probably so, man. If I knew anything like real about how like what to do and like how to manage this and grow it and all of them you know i'd be in high cotton but so you never like looked into anything like that like kind of like oh okay so i mean besides the commit besides the doing the pieces 
Like just kind of like, oh this, well. This is water, by the way. This is just a yeah. <laughs> I was I thought it was straight up vodka. I don't know. <laughs> it fucking ought to be, but it's oh, not. They sell vodka and jugs down there. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, do, you don't do any like trending stuff, like what's popular right now. Like you you don't do any um like Among Us stuff or like things that kids would be into now. You would it's not that's not your thing, right? Not really. Like uh occasionally, like if I see something that's trending that's got something in it I've already done, I'll post that. Like I'll just, you know what I mean? Mm. But I don't I don't really pay enough attention to, you know, to what's trending. I just kind of try to, you know, keep my head, you know, where it needs to be. I mean, I guess it probably needs to be there a little bit too, but I don't, you know, I'm just really bad at this. <laughs> no, you're not. Dude, you're really, making well really good I'm at drawing. Good, I'm, I'm good. If I'm good at it, it's completely fucking by accident. That's that's all I'll say. You, you're making a living off of it, so you're doing well. Yeah, it's a job now. So I noticed uh, you did some uh, roster ones. Have you ever been doing a roster one and someone gets released right in the middle of you drawing? <laughs> Matter of fact, I uh, got a good story there, too. I did something for Tops, the WWE Slam. No, not the app. This was supposed to be for the physical cards. And it was one of those face-off things, like the one I saw that, that Vader retweeted. It was the style where it's like two different opposing sides coming in from the sides kind of deal like versus, and it was raw versus SmackDown. It was 2020. It was 20 versus 20 for 2020. It's supposed to come out in spring, like late spring of last year as, as part of their cards or something. And in it, they had, uh, they had like Eric Rowan and, uh, there was there was a bunch of people that got released. On I would that. say everyone that got released. So what? The Good yeah. Brothers, probably Cardona and yeah, no, Car- well, Cardona wasn't in it, but uh, there were like three people that got released that, that were in it. So it's just dead art. It's just you know they're never going to use it. You know it sucks. But what are, what are you going to do? I got I guess I got I got paid for drawing it. That's nice. But I still don't have a WWE official card. I have it. I have my shit on their app, but I don't have it on the card. Do, do people like Cardona know that exists? Because it probably would be worth some money that it never got made. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't there's really some know like samples out there. Somewhere. Yeah, because he's big into that kind of stuff. Like I had him on the show. He was actually my first guest on the show. And he oh, told yeah. me that one of the most uh, elusive figures, and I don't even think you know if it's a figure. There was like a sketch for the Honky Tonk, uh, not the Honky Tonk Man, uh, Greg Valentine in Rhythm and Blues. They were supposed to oh, make yeah. one of his. You talking about for the like the Hasbro? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's shit. That shit's really rare. You know what though? Uh, WWE actually, or Tops. I'm sorry, not WWE. Tops actually has the original, so I don't even have it anymore. So that's uh, okay. <laughs> what, what if one oh, day that like creeps out somewhere and you see that it's you know available? It is your artwork. I mean, yeah, they, 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 I mean, they bought it. They can do what, whatever the fuck they want with it now. <laughs> is WWE the only company that's approached you? Or I mean, it was Tops, but. Have any of the companies approached you to do stuff? Uh, mostly it's individual wrestlers. Like I've been, a, I've, I've done some stuff for tops a few times now that was officially licensed WWE stuff. You know, one thing didn't get made a couple other things did. Yeah. Like it's, it's mostly just been the wrestlers themselves that have found me and had this or that done. And then the toy gig came from a guy that followed me and, and, you know, he happened to, you know, own a company. So that's nice. Mm. <laughs> that helps have you ever done any of them where you're like well i'm not crazy about it but here you go oh yeah oh yeah but you can have a bad day at the office you know mm. 
but a lot of times I don't think I've ever, you know, had anybody that, that wasn't like satisfied with the job I did. It was just right. kind of like, I wasn't crazy about it. Right. You know? But I'm, I'm a really, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself about stuff like that. Like I'm very, like, if you see these, you know, like these big detailed roster things, obviously there's something wrong with me because, you know, there's a lot of details in that, you know, mm. and it's, I'm, there's, I'm a, sure there's those- a very, very like, you know, tight process that goes through my brain when I'm doing it. So I'm sure you're going through those two and like you're picking out the parts that maybe you messed up something little on and that's all you see when you look at them. It's the same thing with either of us with other things we do, either talking on here where we're like, why did I say that word? Why did I stumble (laughs) over all of that? So it's, it's the same way. We're all kind of our worst critics. Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. I'm I'm completely fucking brutal on myself. Anything that I've done, like I look at my stuff from even two years ago. I'm like, God damn it! Why did I put that out there? It's Meanwhile, everyone else is like, "That is the best thing I've ever seen." Right. Good news: we're all creative people, and we're it's only going to bother us for the rest of our lives. So, <laughs> yeah, nothing really to worry about. You're only going to think about it like it'll be 25 years from now, and you'll be walking through the park, and you'll be like, "God damn, I used the wrong color on that." <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I have like red, green color blindness. So before I figured it out, <laughs> before I figured out what to do, like to get around it, uh, a lot of my stuff was like tinted really fucking weird. And I'll go back and I'll look at it and like, like everything's off. It's eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think we're it's about- out there. It's done. You know, <laughs> Steph, you got to ask because you know what I'm going to ask. Go ahead. We're, yeah, we're both looking at like, how how do you possibly get around that? Uh, I'm married and I have a child and neither one of them has the red, green color blend. So what I'll do is if I'm stuck in a place like, let's say I'm coloring Stone Cold's uh, camouflage or, you know, some, something that's in that, that little area. There's an area of like red, green, brown, tan, bullshit, gray where it's kind of hard to distinguish at a certain, like, you know, I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's um, like, this kind of looks like mud to me at a certain, at a, like at a certain wavelength, color length. Uh, so I'll just call, you know, Brooke and Bonnie in here and, and be like, you know, Hey, uh, which, which color should I use for this? Cause I'm not seeing this worth of shit, you know, and they'll help. But if okay. I was, if, if I was left completely to my own devices, if I was a fucking single man, Hmm. I'd be fucking up every day. <laughs> right. Well, because that probably causes a lot of issues when you're doing any like skin color stuff, right? Or is it not that yes. like wavelength? No, it, yeah. No, it absolutely does. As a matter of fact, a good example of that is I did that 50 Shades of uh, Taker. And, you know, he's got that really pale pink skin. And I couldn't see like how much pink I was putting on him. So I got like halfway through the whole thing, the whole color process. And I had people like sending me, like I was posting the progress shots in my Instagram story, which I do. And I was having people sending me these messages like, why does he look like a fucking hot dog? Why does he look like he's sunburned? And I was going, oh shit. So I stopped and I, and I got I got my wife in there and she said, oh, she looked at it and she was like, oh, you got you to gotta start over on this. This motherfucker looks like hamburger meat. And I'm like, oh, was that so the one I, that so kind I of got it. that started or? Well, she went Did in, she went through my markers and picked out like all my, all my colors for me, my color combinations. I need like a, 
like a base, like a light base color and then a mid range and then a, then a shade. She picked all that shit out for me. We tested it, tested it, tested it, tested it. And finally I could kind of, I was locked in and I could see it. It just, you know, I'm not like completely colorblind, but like, I do have like a, you know, like a deficiency, I guess it's like, you know, but after a while I can kind of, you know, if I see it long enough, like, like if I, if I, if I, I can lock it in and I can be fine. But like, if I, if I didn't have her then I, it, it would have been a total fucking nightmare. Did you know this before you started drawing? I knew that I had red, green color blindness. I did not realize how fucking bad it was. <laughs> so Christmas yeah. must've been a shit show, huh? Yeah. Well, it's not like Crayola red and green. <laughs> it's just like, it's just these, like, I don't know. It's like, that's like a range of colors is more difficult to discern. You know, but uh, like, no, I can see Santa Claus and I can fucking see, you know, the green and the trees and all that shit. My grass is not red. <laughs> That's a common thing for men, though, right? Is some color blindness. Yeah. And I actually, in, in an uncommon way, I got it from my mother, uh, yeah. you know, which is pretty rare. But uh, yeah, three out of the four kids have it. And I just happen to be one of them. And um, I wish I would have been that fourth one. No. <laughs> Of all but, the you things. Know, my brother who also has it got some uh some color corrective lenses so i'm thinking about doing that like the glass like glasses they make these color blindness glasses now that's a good idea yeah oh go. it's like those kids that get them and then i can all of a sudden see color yes well, yeah, that's opposed to reveal kids. of just like seeing color <laughs> for the first time on your phone no what i'll do is i'll fucking i'll put them on in the reveal be me looking at art like that I did like before I knew I, how fucked up it was and I'll be like ah I'm just crying and how bad it looks <laughs> the opposite reaction yeah <laughs> the first thing you have to look at is hot dog undertaker yeah 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 oh I took pictures of that one it's I don't know it's I threw that motherfucker in the garbage but I took some goddamn pictures or something <laughs> so I needed to commemorate that shit <laughs> uh so before we let you go I want you to give some advice to people out there now I know you're gonna say I don't goddamn know, but I want you to give some advice <laughs> of people out there who want to start like doing something like this. I mean, cause you just up one day and you're like, I needed the money and I just started drawing. So give some advice to the people listening who maybe have a little talent or maybe like want to pursue something like this. What would, what would next steps be? Well, as my dad likes to say, necessity is a motherfucker, <laughs> but uh, the next step for anybody who, you know, has, any kind of talent in them at all for it or a proclivity of any kind. Anybody that ever asked me for advice, the one thing I tell every single person is just draw something every day. It doesn't matter how long it is, how much time it is, how good it is. Any of that, as long as you draw something every day, then eventually you know, you'll get, you'll get to a process of your own. You have to find it. You can't just, you know, you have to do it. And then, uh, you can start turning out your own shit and My, then, you know, hopefully, and then hopefully you get lucky and, and some celebrity wrestlers find you and, and give you some jobs. There you, know? you go. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, all you gotta do, put it on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. My yeah. kids like two or three years ago for uh father's day, got me a book. It was like, I think like 365 days of drawing. And so it's pages and like on the top, it's like, draw a bird, draw a chair, draw this. Yes. I am great at drawing blank pages. Ah. 
I have not drawn. I, I always want to draw. I don't know if you can see on this side, all of the pencils and stuff that I always uh, say I'm going to start drawing with or yeah. start, you know, I've, I've tried a bunch of times, but that's the thing. Like the, the daily thing, that's, that's what I get stuck up on. Like not well, you doing know what? daily. You have to at least have the pencil, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you are a pencil owner, that's a, that's an important first step towards <laughs> success. I'm, I'm opening an Etsy store tomorrow. <laughs> I got the pencils. I'm going to start an Etsy store and I'm just going to start drawing just random, awful wrestling pictures. <laughs> you know what, man? I've seen some really shitty wrestling art and you know what? You can actually do something with it, believe it or not. You actually sound like me. Actually, I was just talking about this on, I do another podcast about running. We were talking about this this afternoon. Uh, and it's the same advice I give people with running. And it's the same advice that I give people when I did stand up, when they wanted to do stand up. And now you're giving the same advice when it comes to art. I say do it because you're not going to be the worst. Yep. You're not going to be the worst runner. You're not going to be the worst person at the open mic night. And you're not going to be the worst person drawing. <laughs> and if, and if by some miracle you are the absolute world's fucking worst, you can make a career out of being the worst. Exactly. You can be famous for how fucking bad you are. That is a you good know? point. So everyone out there, draw or do whatever you want to do. Be bad. Be terrible yeah. at it. And eventually you'll get good at it. And then there maybe you you'll just fall into something like Hal did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Ass backwards into it. There An you amazing side career where he does not have the time to do everything. And he's drawing to keep his sanity. <laughs> yes. That is that is that is the that is a great way to sum this up. Well, then we should totally end it there. Hal, tell everybody where they can find you online. My Instagram is at Hal Haney Art, and uh, that's also my Twitter. And uh, that's it. And your <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> your Etsy shop is linked. Oh yeah, there's links both. to that in, in both. So yeah, if you find the, if you find those, then you'll find my website, which is just Etsy. You know. Yes, I am definitely going to buy some, throw it up on my wall back here. I got my photo of the rock there, so I need need some more rock stuff up there. Not until oh, you get well, to... Well, uh, no, I'd, shit, man. Just tell me what. I'll send those to you. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> oh. you no, know, we like to... Uh, we like to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Steph? I don't oh, know. Patronize? Oh, for sure. But not patronize, because that sounds like a terrible word. We like to buy from people who are on the show to support, support. them. Support support how we like to patronize you i definitely want to patronize you i feel like i've been patronized for an hour thank you very much you you have been we just been fucking with you the entire time <laughs> we haven't even i haven't even been recording i don't know if you know that oh god oh what have i done and that part where steph disappeared she was just laughing she didn't want to be on camera yeah she was like that uh, that vodka jug chugging fucker. I mean, he's just not <laughs> he's just not paying attention. I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> uh Hal, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>